Welcome to the LaQuay Family Podcast in day 297 of our Chronological Bible Reading Plan. Today we're reading John chapters 9 and 10. This is contains one of my favorite sections of scripture, one of my favorite passages here in John chapter 9. And I pray that God will help us to gain understanding and insight and increase our faith and our understanding of Him as a result of reading today. Let's get started with John chapter 9. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means scent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, No, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were your eyes opened, they demanded. He replied, The man they call Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man, they asked him. I don't know, he said. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had been blind. Now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was a Sabbath. Therefore the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, the man replied, and I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, How can a sinner do such miraculous signs? So they were divided. Finally they turned again to the blind man. What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. The man replied, He is a prophet. The Jews still did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. Is this your son, they asked? Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it that now he can see? We know he is our son, the parents answered, and we know he was born blind. But how he can see now or who opened his eyes, we don't know. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for already the Jews had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Christ would be put out of the synagogue. That was why his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. A second time they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God, they said. We know this man is a sinner. He replied, Whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Then they asked him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they hurled insults at him and said, You are this fellow's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. 
We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. The man answered, Now that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly man who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. To this they replied, You were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see, and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, What? Are we blind too? Jesus said, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep, so when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. At these words, the Jews were again divided. Many of them said, He is demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, These are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of, a blind, of the blind? 
Then came the Feast of Dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple area walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews gathered around him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you did not believe. The miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Again the Jews picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus said to them, I have shown you many great miracles from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? We are not stoning you for any of these, replied the Jews, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? I have said you are gods. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, what about the one whom the Father set apart as his very own and sent into the world? Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy when I, because I said, I am God's son? Do not believe me unless I do what my Father does. But if I do it, even though you do not believe me, believe the miracles, that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I in the Father. Again they tried to seize him, but he escaped their grasp. Then Jesus went back across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing in the early days. Here he stayed, and many people came to him. They said, Though John never performed a miraculous sign, all that John said about this man was true, and in that place many believed in Jesus. There's so many things I love about these chapters. Right off the bat in chapter 9 and verse 3, I love how Jesus responds to his disciples when they ask who had sinned of this man who was born blind, that they assumed that there was some sin that caused this blindness because of the culture of their day. That was their belief. But Jesus told them, neither this man nor his parents sinned. And how reassuring for those of us who have a child who's born with some kind of disability or unique needs, that it's not necessarily because of our sin or the sin of our child that this has happened, that they were born this way. But Jesus reassures us here that it's because God will be glorified in them and in these unique disabilities and needs that they have. And it's not because of our sin. And so that, of course, is a reassuring passage to me. I think it's just kind of humorous, that whole chapter and how the religious leaders responded to that man. Um, so I, I always find that chapter just fun to read. Another reassuring part in chapter 10 is where Jesus says in verse 27, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. What a reassuring statement that for those of us who follow Jesus and believe in him, that our 
our eternal salvation is secure and that we are firmly in the grasp of the Father and secure in His hand and our salvation is secure. I also really like in chapter 10 where Jesus says, um, especially verse 7, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. And of course, this reminds me of where Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus is is the gate to provide our salvation. And just a few verses after that, what stood out to me today is where he talks about in verse 18, um, we're going back to verse 17, the reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. And this is... um, I think such a beautiful thing to realize that that Jesus had the authority over everything on earth to stop those who were leading him, taking him to the cross, but he chose willingly to go to the cross and take the punishment for our sins and bear that pain and that burden of of the sin of the world that he willingly took on his shoulders, but he had the authority to do that and that it was his night his life was not taken from him but he laid it down of his own accord and then he had the authority to overcome death and overcome sin and to take his life up again to rise again um, from the dead and to overcome the power of sin and hell so what a great passage that is as well um and I thought that was really just interesting, the idea of authority, of him having the authority. The other thing that I found interesting in reading today that I hadn't really thought about before is in chapter 10 in verses um, 34 and 35, Jesus answered the Jews when they were accusing him of blasphemy and they accused him of claiming to be God. And Jesus answered them by quoting Psalm 82 And he says, Jesus said, Is it not written in your law, I have said you are gods? If he called them, quote, gods, to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, what about the one whom the Father set apart as his very own and sent into the world? Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy because I said I am God's son? And going back to this psalm, Psalm 82 and I'll just I'll read it real quick because it's fairly short. Um, it says, God presides in the great assembly. He gives judgment among the gods. How long will you defend the unjust and show partiality to the wicked? Defend the cause of the weak and fatherless. Maintain the rights of the poor and oppressed. Rescue the weak and needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. They know nothing. They understand nothing. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I said, you are, quote, gods. You are all sons of the Most High, but you will die like mere men. You will fall like every other ruler. Rise up, O God, judge the earth, for all the nations are your inheritance. And in the context of what had just happened with the man born blind and the way they had 
shunned him and thrown him out of the synagogue and told him that he was steeped in sin because he he was born blind and said that he was blind from birth. And so within that context, then, we read this, Jesus goes back and quotes this psalm that is judgment against the religious leaders and judgment against how they were defending the unjust and showing partiality to the wicked, but telling, but he's, telling this psalm is telling them instead defend the cause of the weak and the fatherless maintain the rights of the poor and oppressed rescue the weak and needy deliver them from the hand of the wicked and then then just in the next verse i said you are gods and so they the religious leaders here, in a sense, were claiming to be gods, and they were considering themselves gods based off of this psalm, Psalm 82. But yet, then they're telling Jesus, they're condemning Jesus for claiming to be God. So the irony there was something that um, I'd, I'd never really seen before, never really recognized that before. So that was kind of fun to discover that in my, in my Bible reading today. So I hope that, um, that you'll be encouraged and excited as you, as you consider these things and as you meditate on these things today, and that it will be a strengthening in your faith and that you'll have a great day.